Welcome to the Searching for SaaS podcast, where you'll join Nate and Josh, two founders on very different stages of their businesses. Nate is earlier on his journey and is looking for something to stick, while Josh is in the company building phase. Together, they will geek out on software as a service and share their stories. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey, Josh. Hey, Nate. How's it going? It's going pretty well. It's going pretty well. Life is just sailing along. Yeah, I got my I got my second shot last week. Ooh, nice, nice. So, so you're like um, fully protected and like, didn't I hear you're allowed to be maskless now? I, that did come out by the CDC yesterday, I believe. It's well, actually, I think I I, I need another week to be fully like you have right. the, yeah, the the period delay. that yeah for what I got, which was the Pfizer, is another. It's like a two week delay between that. So. Well, you guys are miles ahead of us up here in Canada. <laughs> I I think they're still vaccinating 50 plus. Uh-huh. And I think that even if you get all your doses, you still have to wear a mask. So right, right. got a ways to go. Yep, yep. Yeah, it's interesting. We're, you know, we have kids and they're going to be unvaccinated. I know they're approving the 12 and up mm. and whatnot. But <clears throat> for us, we're just... At best, you know, people ask, like, what are you going to do different? I was like, we haven't even really thought about it yet. It's just like, I don't want to even, I know what we're doing is fine. It's like kind mm-hmm. of an ostrich in a hole. And it's like, well, I know all these changes are happening. And I'd rather, instead of trying to read the news every day or every week, is like, okay, once we're in the clear, now we're going to go yeah. and bubble our heads up. So, yep. you know, it's on the up and up. So I, I feel like you know, things are yeah, starting to, we'll have some semblances of, normal for for the for the whole family over here that's awesome moving in the right direction it's always good yep so last episode we talked a bit about building in public we talked about nate is going to share every dirty detail of every (laughs) aspect of his life it's a stream of consciousness just like here's nate eating what was it you had for lunch celery and a cookie (laughs) Yep, celery. No, it was a cucumber to cookie. A cucumber. Very healthy. My bad. My bad. So (laughs) cucumber and a cookie, which is, you know, the the lunch of of Canadian champions, which helps you grow. How tall are you again? (laughs) Like six foot seven. Yeah. So that's what you need, kids. Yeah. That and you got to top it off with a beaver tail if you're up in Canada. There you go. All right. Cool. So now that we're sharing everything, I know, you know, past episodes again, I know I recap a lot. Five ideas, we shot through that gap. We kind of evaluate a lot of those. It was a market-based approach. Mm-hmm. And now you have been chewing on something. So after we had those ideas, I know it kind of gave you a little bit of like what you wanted to do next. I don't know if you actually did any of those, but I know you've been kind of uh, circling the drain on an idea or something? Do you want to tell me kind of how did that happen from the five idea sprint into kind of where, where you got to next? Yeah, so I did the five idea and that really, that really set me up well to be practiced at evaluating ideas. And so I just carried on my normal life and I was looking for more ideas because I was like, ah, oh, those five, they didn't really seem that great. None of them really jumped out and were that exciting. You know, there's one or two of them that maybe I could develop a little further, but they weren't super exciting. So you're like, like, I'm a pro now. I got this new, this new well, process in my tool set. Now, 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 let's go see what else out in the world that I can I can hunt down and 
and be more excited about. Yeah, well, definitely not feeling completely like a pro. More like, I've got this tool. Let's see what I can do. You know, I've got a hammer. Everything's a nail now. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, so I just, you know, kept cruising around on blogs and such. And I ran across this idea that someone was doing with ad spying. And I thought, oh, that's pretty neat. And so I started looking deeper and deeper. And I kind of got into my old habits of like, well, I'll just, you know, I'll just look at this idea. Hmm, that looks kind of neat. Okay, yep. Yeah, I'll start. Good. I'll start building it. I'll build a landing page. I'll do all that. Yeah, right? That's yeah. Like let, let's start writing the application code here. No, okay. I didn't go that far. I, I kind of started into that thought process, and I was like, no, wait. I have this hammer. I am going to mm. use it. And Excellent. So immediately, I I went through the the process and did my write up, and I was like, hmm, that's pretty neat. I actually think that's pretty compelling. So I shared it with a bunch of friends, and I was like, hey, am I crazy? Because I think that's a really good. If if I learned anything from the five ideas, was that you might you might you might think the idea is okay and then someone else will come along and be like no you really didn't think about this like let's let's dig a little deeper here and so i got confirmation from a couple of my friends who are i think pretty smart and so i started going further along oh wait, wait so so let's back up so you mentioned ad spy hmm. and let's talk a little bit about what, do you want to talking about it in the in the in the framework we talked about so which i think we start with market then we get into some of the competition and some of mm. like search traffic and what is going to be your product differentiation and methods of distribution. So just to give our audience some context, we probably won't do it as maybe in as great detail, potentially. We also learned how to go through them a little faster. I think we covered at least three in an episode. <laughs> uh, but yeah, do you want to go through those to, to give the audience yeah. um, some context? Yeah, so actually I'm going from memory because I didn't pull this up beforehand. Got you on the spot. But actually it's good to do it that way because then it, I'll only, hopefully I'll only give the important information. So AdSpy software is basically this stuff where you can see what your competitors are putting up on Facebook or Instagram or Google. And you okay. can see what kind of ad people are spending on ads. And it's an mm -hmm. estimate, it's a, a rough, rough guess, but it's pretty neat. You can see what your competitors are putting money into. Okay. So that's the that's what AdSpy is. And there's probably three or four competitors in that space. There's kind of the gorilla that has like a decent chunk of market. And Who's that? Are um, they called the gorilla? <laughs> the gorilla? No, I forget exactly what they're called. I think it's just like AdSpy, I think is what their name is. And they, they're pretty big. I think they're at like double digit millions. I think like 13 million or something like that okay. a year. Sizable. Yeah. So, you know, there's obviously something there. They're making money somehow. And so I kind of dove into what their positioning is and they're kind of the yeah, just traditional ad spy in the way that I described it. And then there's kind of like two or two incumbents. One is a like a, a fancy search engine, I guess, that searches all these ad like ad spy stuff. And they were at, I think, 500,000 or 1 million or something like that. And then there was a one that was further down the line, which was just very new, just getting started. And that's kind of the one that I came across. And I was like, hmm, that's kind of interesting. So that's the one you stumbled upon, which made you go, hmm, is there cheese down this tunnel? Let me start Let me start the process of looking at this whole market, gauging some of the comp competition, looking up mm -hmm. search terms, things like that. Is that, is that yeah. accurate? Yeah, and, and really what happened with that, that, first, that first one that I saw is I mostly was like, this is cool. And I think that I could probably do it better. It wasn't like, 
there's it seems like there's a lot of money in here what didn't seem like there was like a lot of customers necessarily it was just like this is cool i think this is neat and i think that i could do this better okay all right so then that takes us through competition and then i don't think we talked much about positioning i mean other than you just mentioned cool and better i don't know if that would really resonate well uh, on a line of copy and like <laughs> we're like we're like ads by but we're cool and better <laughs> yeah yeah so i guess the the kind of the position that i came up with it was a lot of these tools were trying to be a big search engine mm-hmm. and they were trying to be generic for everyone mm-hmm. and i thought to myself well if i could if i could narrow it down for a niche if I could offer this as a, a larger thing for a niche, you know, maybe make ads by a small part or a even a bigger part of some sort of software that just makes niches business process better. So even looking at that, you know, what you were calling a gorilla, 13 million, whatever, double digit millions, and just being like, there's got to be at least, even if it was a 20% of their customers are probably not the ideal fit. What, what, yeah. What, what could you look at and shave off as it? So you're like, I can, I can niche this somewhere in here and provide potentially a better experience for that segment of, of that market. And also knowing that you could also, as you start to foothold yourself into a segment, you could grow into another market or maybe that area of the market or that niche is growing faster or mm-hmm. eventually you could come and have a, and feel comfortable having a compelling offering versus versus ad spy or something like that. Yeah, and and even part of that upside too is I also thought of like if if I outgrew the niche, I feel like I could come up with a more comprehensive solution to the mm-hmm. ad spy problem mm-hmm. that has a couple other features that I think would really make it that much better where you're okay. you're partnering ad spy with a couple other features that really make it a comprehensive solution as opposed to just like here's a hammer it's like no you got the whole tool belt here you go cool i like that it sounds like a sweet spot it actually sounds a lot like if i was to describe referral rock at the beginning not to say it it will end up the same could be better yeah. could be worse who knows but in terms of like it's a good size it's it doesn't seem like it's a type of product that is, you know, requires a ton of engineering resources, a ton of, you know, ad dollars, like it's specific enough that people are looking for it. Mm -hmm. So there will be some search traffic, but yet is big enough that there's probably niches within there to, to start to get a, like a foot planted. And I like that you have a different vision. I mean, that's something I have with referral rock as well Is like, you know, we're in the referral marketing space referral friend we now do affiliate programs and things like that but i i see it i have a vision of a bigger a bigger thing and that so it does have legs it's not just like boxed in where i think a lot of niches you end up and boxed in is okay too it could be this it just might have some limitations but it's ideally it's nice to have a little of both i would say at least for me yeah I think the upside is really attractive because I always like that forward thinking that that strategic, like how can we get to, you know, that, that thing. Nice. Okay. So distribution. Mm, so distribution, uh, I looked through the, the SEO difficulty and it wasn't too difficult depending on which niche I chose to go for. And it also looked like a lot of these other competitors were, were doing SEO to gain their traffic. And so it wasn't just, uh, it wasn't just someone with a ton of paid, you know, going for it that right. way. Right. Cool. Okay. So went through that. 
That was cool. And then you said you shared it with some friends, said, you know, other, asked other people to weigh in a bit. And then you mentioned you've taken it a step further. So for Nate, does that mean full on code? You have a prototype, all of that stuff? Yeah. So actually I actually have a small confession to make. I did make a landing page for it. I did buy a domain and uh, I did put some ad copy on it. And most of it was, <laughs> it was just like this. I don't know what you say. Like it was just this feeling came over me one day and I was like, okay, I just have to do this. I know it's only going to cost me like $10. Let's just do it and get it out of your system. And, That's you fine. Know, I'm not. It can no, sit there. No, no judgment. No judgment. Yeah. Yeah. No, but there, you did not break out the IDE. You did not start like no. tearing through their APIs. You didn't start going. You might have maybe read some APIs. I, would. I did read some documentation. I was tempted. Okay. I was tempted. But at this point, it's something that that's really changed this time around that I've noticed is that it's really at this stage, like my engineering mind is constantly like, oh, the engineering problems are so fun. Let's go do it. Let's go do it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what does the cust- how does the customer see value here and how can we prove that they actually care about this before we get into that, or at least come up with a reasonable expectation. And so I've done a lot of work on that already, and it's been challenging to kind of stay on that path, but at the same time, I can see the benefits as I've seen the idea kind of take shape and and form a bit. Cool. We're making progress. I like it. (laughs) Because, yeah, one of the things, I, I feel like we've mentioned this before, but I think it's worth bringing up is I would... I have, a, I have a question for you is like, if let's say right now, how many, how many hours do you think you've put into this? I don't know, maybe 10. Oh, that's it. Okay. All right. Not yeah, so bad. I don't know. It's, it's all spaced out. So it's hard to tell. Well, let's, let's just oh, say, actually, no, 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 no. The other day I woke up at three thirty in the morning and I couldn't sleep until like seven o'clock. So those hours I spent thinking about it. That's okay. <laughs> okay. Well, let's, let's just say, all right, well, Here's the question. If the same amount of time you've invested into this, at the the old Nate would have started coding a lot earlier, probably wouldn't have built a landing page yet, probably might have bought a domain. I would say that's okay. I mean, that that's in the path of, I feel like, ideation of, okay, among my swath of ideas, I at least have now started to think of what this would be called. Like, what am I naming mm-hmm. this? And, and, ooh, is that domain available? And it kind of, you know, like, let me, let me buy one. I mean, we all have our domain graveyards, or maybe mm-hmm. we'll call them just inspiration pieces for later. But if you invested this much time in coding and basically it went nowhere, how would you, how would you feel right now? Yeah, I think you bring up a really good point because I would feel like, oh, that was kind of a fun problem, but like, sheesh, man, I spent a lot of time on that and like nobody cared. Like, man, I'm stupid. Right. Like, what am I doing? Right. Whereas now I feel a lot better. I feel, I feel energized in fact, because it feels like every time I kind of veer off in the wrong direction with my, what would a customer care about? I kind of bounce off a wall of information and be like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And auto correct, you know, it's, and it feels like it's, it's getting, it feels like you're closer. learning something. Yeah. I'm learning something and I'm connecting with people, which, you know, that, that's pretty fun. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I was hoping it would go that direction because I feel like the loss aversion someone would have when they actually sat there and like saying, I, I sat and coded for 20 hours on something and your attachment to that mm. and, and almost willingness to throw that away is harder. And there's like a bigger loss feeling of loss. If it's like, that's 
like 20 hours of like coding. And maybe it's because you could have coded something else or you could have done, I don't know what else yeah. with that time and you're thinking about it. But then 20 hours of discovery and validation and talking about it and thinking about it and and throwing that away, to me, it doesn't feel like that's as big a deal. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure some would think, some would think different. I think this is just probably definitely a personal like how how you feel lost or how you feel like wasted time because mm-hmm. there's tons of you see tons of other entrepreneurs out there that are like doing these you know I do a startup a week or I do a you know the, aren't there those challenges it's like or yeah. do 12 in a, a year or something like that I and I don't know how they do that <laughs> I do think I do want to talk about that one at some point we've talked yeah. about the building in public thing and we've talked about how people do these startup challenges where they I don't understand that, but I wouldn't mind reading more into that and leaning into it just to 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 see, yeah, to to learn about why you know maybe it's just that's not who you and me are, and, mm-hmm. and why that that process of ideation doesn't doesn't resonate because I just don't like throwing that stuff away. I don't know. Yeah, but I will say though, like the going through the validation stuff, it wasn't always easy to stick to it because, like with coding, it's for me it's so logical like coding is like i do this this is the next step this is the next step and it's like a logic puzzle and it's so easy just to i've done it enough times now that it's like even if it's like a concept i don't really understand i can go figure it out and i kind of know it's like done where's this like you're staring at a blank page and you're like and then you write a word and you're like no no delete and right it's just it's hard sometimes to to sit there and do that part of it it's rewarding once you get it but it's different. Hmm. So you're saying like it's harder, it's harder to go and is it to stop yourself from coding or just sometimes it's harder because you're staring at a blank page and you're just less comfortable there. Like it's just more. Okay. Okay. Less comfort. It's like, I, I would, I feel like I should give up now on this thing because I feel like I am not able to make progress. I'm just staring at a blank screen. Whereas with coding, it's like, yeah, I'm going a little bit slower right now, but like, this is a process. I'll get to it. Interesting. Yeah, I guess it's because you're you're more of a experienced senior developer. It's like you've seen these things before. Like you you have a level of confidence and you know what to do next and you know where to go. Like mm. you've you know, you're you haven't been trapped. You've gone from level zero to level ten or whatever we want to call it. But with this you're like, okay, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I'm doing. I have less confidence and or go also I'm just like so I'm like just moving at a different pace, more tentatively. Like, I don't know if there's a pothole over there. I've never mm-hmm. been here before. Is this right? Am I going in the right direction? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna text message Josh at three thirty in the morning. Thank you very much. <laughs> don't worry, that didn't cross my mind. That's all right. I probably would have been up. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So what? So what else have you done there? So you've you bought a domain. I built what, a landing what, page. What, you yep. built a landing page. What? What is this domain? AdSpy but cool. AdSpyButCool.com. No, it's not. I will share that at some point, but at this okay. point, I'd rather not go into that just because I think that that will kind of deviate from the, the path that I would like <laughs> other people to take. All right, that's um, fine. That's fine. Um, it will be determined. This is not a hiding of building in public. This is very much a, like, I, I want to, I, there's a certain pathway I want people to go. Is that? Yes, that's exactly okay. it. 
All right. So the next the next part of the, the next stage that I kind of went down, which was the, the next helpful stage I went down, was to kind of check for side tunnels. If you picture this as a tunnel, we're going down the ad spy tunnel and mm-hmm. let's see which niches are available. So left, right, center, whatever. Okay. And like how are we splitting and segmenting this as we're... Yeah. Okay. And so I kind of, I think uh, this was actually your advice at one point. And basically what I was going to do for each of these is look at that niche and think of a couple things like how how accessible are those people to be able to learn about them how targetable are they if i want to market to them how willing to spend like all those kinds of things okay okay so splitting this niche like you were talking about most of the competition has very broad like hey it's a search engine hey it's just all this other thing so um trying to find like a, a persona based niche like based off of maybe what type of business they they care about seeing. So it may yeah. not be, you know, a SaaS business, an e-commerce business, a brick and mortar, a retail, like consumer. It could be all kinds of different ones. It could be a big B2B SaaS, like a segment or a Twilio or who knows, like what do they want to know by other, by other people? So, okay. What did you, what did you find down some of those? So I came across, I had a really hard time lumping some of these together. And the one was just like marketing people in general. Like it just felt like there's like, like anybody who sells, okay, so more specific, anybody who sells products online, I felt like mm-hmm. this would be helpful for. And so that's the, that's the broadest you could go. That's and, pretty broad. <laughs> and I figured, well, on the one hand, there's the, there's the very generic person of the, the person who does the marketing at a company. They would be mm-hmm. the one who cares about this information. So, okay, let's go a little deeper into that. And so one was like, well, just e-commerce people, people doing e-commerce marketing. And I, I found like, I couldn't find a really good niche in e-commerce or just like marketing in general that was specific enough that I could be like, yes, this large, this group of people is like big enough that I could target well. Mm. I had a really hard time with that. And I ended up finding as one of those was drop shippers. And okay. I found that kind of by looking at how the competitors were targeting. So why, why don't you why don't you explain dropshipping a little bit if people aren't familiar? Okay. So this is under e-commerce. So under e-commerce, people who do dropshipping are people who basically do e- like a, have an e-commerce store but don't keep any inventory. The way they do that is they have this automated system that hooks up to a supplier and mm-hmm. orders the the goods from the supplier and the supplier ships directly to the customer. Okay. And so you you their job is basically just to do find products and market them and get them sold for a higher profit, like a higher dollar margin value right, than right, whatever right. the shipping and the, the other stuff costs. Okay. And so to me, that, that felt like a really uh, distinct group of people, whereas mm-hmm. I was having a hard time with outside of that, I couldn't find a really distinct group of people that I could target well. And so I kind of chose to go down the drop shipping tunnel. Okay. Did you find any, do you know anyone that does drop shipping? Have you looked into those in terms of interviews or is that the stage you're at? Is like now that you've picked one that you feel like is distinct enough and mm-hmm. is small enough for something that for you to maybe test and validate and see if you can eventually build an MVP for. Yeah. yeah. So did you get to talking to anyone yet? Yeah, so kind of the next stage was like, where do these people hang out online and what do they care about? And so rather than trying to reach out to an individual and be like, hey, I'm, you know, 
I'm thinking of building some software, you know, can I talk to you? Instead, what I did is I watched a whole lot of YouTube videos on people who do drop shipping. And I joined a couple of communities on Facebook and on a couple of people on Twitter. And I just sat in those things and just listened. Like just immersed yourself into, into the world of drop shipping. Yeah. So I'm like, what do you guys care about? What, like, if I were to start a drop shipping company, what would I do? And just trying to figure all of that out because I figured that all these people are already talking online, like there's forums and stuff that are quite active and I can just sit in and be a fly on the wall to see like, what are the, you know, what are the top five problems that these people care about? And I found out that one of the top five problems for them is related to finding products and, and marketing them and knowing what their competitors are up to. And that's hmm. things that they, that they've articulated several times. And so I've, I find that really, really promising there. Yeah. That, now that you, now that you talk about it, it does seem to fit that profile. Again, if, if they are all they are are essentially storefronts that are trying to all pull from the same probably set of suppliers and and like you talked about their how their business is is on those margins of like selling a microphone and I might write I might have a Shopify store that is all about we focus on like podcasting equipment and podcasting equipment for starting company or starting podcasts like early people. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, I curate and pick a bunch of the products that I think are good. Hopefully yeah. I've tried them. Hopefully it's actually good recommendations. And then I put them out there, but I'm also pulling from the same supplier that everyone else is because I'm in the drop shipping world and I would need to make that easy. I'm not actually going to take, you know, buy in bulk or do any of these things. Right. Yeah. And yeah. my biggest competition is everyone else selling the same exact thing. And yeah, taking my $10 profit margin and saying, ah, oh, I'll do it for, I'll do it for nine and someone yeah. else I'll do it for eight. And now it's like, right. Or how yeah. are they describing this? Or maybe, yeah. so is that, does that sum it up? Yeah. So that, that was pretty much what, what I went into. And I think one thing that I'd really point out here is that this was an iterative thing. So what I would mm -hmm. do is I would go there and I would listen to people and then I would go back and I would say, okay, based on what I know about drop shippers right now, what, what's the, what lemonade would I sell them? Right? Like, mm -hmm. like what, what do you think would, would benefit them? And what I would do to kind of help myself think of whether this makes sense or not is I would, I would write a little story about each of the, the positions that I thought uh, that I could come mm -hmm. at. And the story mm -hmm. went something like dropshipper A is having a wonderful life. They came across this problem. Their life is horrible. You know, <laughs> along comes Nate with his software. He says, it do this and this and this, and then your life will be good. And then I would read that story to myself and I'd be like, hmm, did that sound reasonable or not? And oddly enough, framing it that way was really quick to, to show me like this idea that I thought was awesome would be like, no, that makes no sense. Nobody would ever <laughs> write a story like that or tell me something like that. And so I did that several times. So I would, I would go and sit in these chat rooms, I would listen, and then I would come up with this, this story and then I would do it again and I would do it again. And I can't emphasize enough that if I had just done that for one session and went off with it, I would have the completely wrong product going hmm. into depth. Interesting. As, so going, it, it, like, it helped you iterate faster. It helped you kind of at least give you a gut check by, by putting it in this, in this framework, in this storytelling framework. Is that something you found or came up with yourself? Is this a, is this a trademark uh, Nate thing or... 
No. So this is actually, I borrowed this from StoryBrand. There's a book called StoryBrand. I think that's the full title. You can find it on Amazon. It's a great book. And basically they go through an extensive framework to do that. Yeah, I think and, I've heard about that. Some, I think it's been mentioned in, in a few startup circles and communities and things like that. Yeah. Uh, I haven't read it, so I don't, I can't weigh in exactly. I think I might have read like the TLDR <laughs> version yeah. of just like what is the basic thing around, you know, I know the big thing is making like the customer the hero, I think is like the yeah, that's, the main point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like going through this process was really like getting getting into their head and making sure that I actually was in their head. I was really understanding the influences that they were feeling. And so to try and to try and become myself almost a drop shipper so that I, I knew what their instincts would be. I knew what their um, thoughts would be. And I'm still working on that. I'm, I, okay. I feel like that's going to be a forever kind of thing of learning that. But well, I, so, one, one question I have for you real quick, if you don't mm-hmm. mind my interrupting is do they, have you asked anyone if they're like what they do today about their worry about competition? Cause one of the things I always think about with any of these problems and, and ideas is someone's already doing some sort of solution, mm-hmm. you know, themselves. I mean, maybe they're using your competitors like you've, talked about but but in general i feel like most of the future that people think is the future is all happening right now just someone's doing it in a the pain is big enough that they're just doing it in a manual way or they're doing it in a in a way that is not ideal but at least works for them is good enough but yeah and so i did think about that as well and what i did to counteract that is on some of the forums that I came across, there was recent posts, like in the last three months, of people recommending my competitors. So they're, they are buying my competitors. And there was, in just general learning about the customer, I looked at what are people doing now, as opposed to like, you know, videos from you know 2012 or something like that. Right, right. And I even noticed actually, because some of the tools that they mentioned are free, that I went to investigate some of these tools and I noticed that the tools even have been updated a little bit since some of the videos I saw. So okay. that was interesting. Okay, cool. And then kind of where I'm at now, so I've done that, a lot of that learning and the, the framework and that sort of thing. And I'm gonna continue iterating on that. Mm-hmm. The next part is kind of like, I've started to do wireframes where it's like, I'm gonna come up, the, the idea here is I'm gonna come up with some pictures so that way I have something to talk about with people. And I'm, I'm kind of working on building those out. So working out, like if I was a drop shipper, you know, and I, I like was going to start tomorrow, what software would I want that will, you know, help me crush everybody else and kind of coming up with that. Okay, cool. That's interesting. I wonder, I mean, I don't know enough about the like customer interview process to say like where, you know, I, I do know it's, you want to obviously let them speak a bit and kind of have a, hopefully a brain dump. Hopefully you can kind of understand or, or tickle some problems where they could just get them talking. Right. And another one, my only concern is like, is are having wireframes going to lead them like too much, right. In terms of like, are you checking your idea and they're just kind of almost like if it gets too tangible, then they're just locking into that. And we're like, well, I don't like this or I don't like that. And, and that's just my first gut kind of question yeah. with that. But I guess the, the thing that I have is there are, there are people already spending quite a bit of money on ad spy software and okay. my take on it 
is different enough that I think it's harder to articulate without pictures. And I think that if you just gave them a, a rough concept, they'd be like, eh, I'll just stick with my thing because like, it's not really that, that different or I, I can't understand it or something like that. I'd be interested to see if you could find people in this niche, dropshippers that are already using AdSpy and just talking to them. And my gut is just being like, what is wrong with AdSpy that is not ideal for you? Like what is like anything? Is the interface wrong? Is it like, well, I, I have to do these five steps and it seems stupid. Or I have to do this other thing. Or I always have to go do this and uncheck these things because they're not relevant. And then I and then I export the data and then I put it into Excel and then I run a formula. It's like, oh, wait, 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 wait what, what's yeah. all that? What are you, what are you doing? Like that's the, that's the meat I feel like is like the people that are using it, but begrudgingly. <laughs> yeah. And so I kind of have come across that. I feel like I've come across that because some of the people that I've watched on YouTube that are explaining how they do it, their mm -hmm. process has a lot of manual steps to it. And mm. I feel like I could automate those steps or make them a lot easier for them. And, and it wasn't just like, it was several people saying similar things. Okay, I get it. So so the videos you were watching were like people using this for dropshippers and kind of giving each other tips and things like that. So there's yeah. a lot of insight in those already. Yeah. Okay, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't clear what you meant earlier when you said just like I was watching videos, so. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, like educational videos, like, like Basically, the way I'm approaching this this customer understanding process is, I want to become a dropshipper. Let's say, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, you know, totally. like I'm right. gonna invest in this. Like this is serious. Like I'm not just playing around. Like let's let's sort this out. All right, make uh, a dropship store. Make a dropship store. That hey, maybe actually... that'll be more successful than your your SaaS. <laughs> <laughs> there was actually a suggestion that one person said to me when I was talking about shopping around my idea. They're like, you know. To do this, you should set up your own dropship store right. to prove that, you know, it's good. Yeah. So, no. I mean, yeah, there's not, there's not, it's not, that's not untrue. And then you can actually speak to that in terms of customers and knowing, yeah, there's, that's, I think that's, that's pretty good advice. And the worst thing that happens is you actually start to make a little bit of money dropshipping. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. So what else do you have on next steps? How, how you have built a landing page? Are you planning on like driving some traffic to it? Are you planning on what's the, what's, what's your, what's your next steps outside? I know wireframes, but. So wireframes get feedback on the wireframes and kind of parallel to that is to, I want to set up a basic landing page so I don't look like a nobody. And okay. basically I'm like, I'm going to get Google crawling this page already now ah. because I know it takes six months for Google to even decide that they care about you. Uh, um, I think you could do it faster than that, but we'll we'll talk more about SEO another time. But yeah. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, get it out there, get the domain out there, get get some crawling on there. And is that also the reason you don't want to share it yet to anyone? Just you're still writing the copy and having the idea and this this little not about you not sharing it, but it's more of like let me at least get it in its form where I'm I'd be not embarrassed for people to see my domain with my basic, you know bootstrap CSS thing with like three words on there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Kinda, I kind of want to get the, the copy and stuff on there yet. Cool. Yeah, until, until yesterday, I believe it said, you know, hello, welcome to WordPress or something. Ah, yes. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> cool. All right. Um, I think that's a good place to stop. I think there's, it'll be interesting to hear 
how you progress down this wireframe path a bit. I'm interested to see a little more. I know we've talked a little bit about the idea and drop shippers and maybe, yeah, maybe let's, let's see if your drop shipping business can take off and maybe you'll just abandon SaaS and this will become searching for drop shipping. I like software too much. We'll see. All right. Cool. Cool. Well, thanks a lot, thanks. Nate. See, see you next week. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share with a friend. We're new to this podcasting thing, and we'd love to hear what you have to say. Tweet us at Searching for SAS on Twitter. That's Searching, the number four, SAS. Or send an email to searchingforsass at gmail.com. See you next week. Thank you.